0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios' Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and with me today, my son, Alan. Hello. So today we're going to be doing another episode about Final Fantasy Record Keeper. A while ago, we did an episode, our opinion of the top 10 best Final Fantasy Record Keeper characters. And before I begin, there's one other character that I think maybe we should have included in that list, Uh, Seador, because I remembered that his, when you get a full level dive off of him, he does get a materia that gives him a high chance to restore hit points to an ally whenever you use knight abilities, which with Seador, unless you're using him as a supporter, generally that's going to be most of the time. So he probably deserved a mention in there as well. Today, though, we are going to be taking a look at the other side of the coin with the worst characters. And now we understand that with Record Keeper, it is a very tactical game. So you could argue that no character is truly useless. However, the characters that we're going to be talking about today, they come pretty close. They're not necessarily useless. But their usefulness is limited, especially when you start getting to the content that is not realm-specific, like the you know the elemental dungeons and the uh, the magisite dungeons. Now we're not saying that they these characters themselves are necessarily bad. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters is on this list. However, these like I said these characters usually are limited usefulness unless you get some good soul breaks for them. If you don't really have a lot of equipment for these guys, then you might want to hold off on level diving them. So let's start with one of the characters that, for as long as I can remember in Record Keeper, has usually been pictured as being in the garbage tier. And that is Kimari from Final Fantasy X.
1: So, the problem is with Kamari is that he's pigeonholed into being a Dragoon. But, first of all, Dragoon is lightning and water. not lightning and wind, and not water. Which makes him pretty unhelpful. Pretty much, his best, overall, his best option is to level dive to get 4-star support. So you can wrath.
0: Yeah, because the... Again, with Kimari, he does have at least one really good Soul Break. I've heard a lot of people say that his Ultra is good, which I know it raises attack and magic, and then it also gives you a barrier that reflects damage as water damage. And since there's a lot of water-based characters in 10, he can be very useful in the, the 10 record realms if you have his Ultra. Other than that, I think his Soul Breaks generally aren't that aren't that great. The only one I have so far is just his Burst, which I'm not really too terribly impressed with. Uh, also, he has a pretty limited weapon use. He gets, like, daggers, spears, and for some reason, rods. No,
1: he doesn't even get rods. I thought he got rods. No, he didn't.
0: Okay, so he doesn't get rods. But also his ability skill set is pretty limited, too. He gets four star combat, five star Dragoon, and what, like three star, uh, three star black? I mean, water black. Yeah, three star black magic. And then when you uh, get his four star moat level dive, then he gets four star support. So, like I said, oh, yeah, you were saying that uh, they are actually planning on introducing some new stuff for him. So, why don't you tell us what you've uh, told me? What you found on one of the Record Keeper posts or forums.
1: It's on, on dirge.com, Misinformation Station, which is pretty useful for looking at up ahead upcoming events, though it's currently stuck at the Maria event in that introduces Maria's Awakening. But here's from what I can gather from the 10 event and that happened, the most recent 10 event that happened in Japan. First... They introduced a water jump ability that is a five-star, or called Spiraling Splash, that does four instant single water jumps. Um, So, already, Kamari has his own water jump, which is nice. He is getting a water awakening, what do you expect? That He is also getting a glint plus that... That um gives him an inf- an instant infusion and and no airtime for three turns for zero soul break cost. He's also getting his first legend materia being a water infuse. But his arcane is sort of where it breaks. His arcane gives him does three instant fire and water attacks. Now if it was just that, he could have had one of the most useful arcanes in the game. It just instantly kills him.
0: Yeah, and I think you are saying that's based off of some event, some ability he can get in ten because he fills the blue mage role in that game.
1: He also can learn. Every, he can learn other people's skills the fastest. Like for example, he could learn like Riku's skills the fastest, or maybe like Orin's. And yeah. His breaks.
0: And the other thing I think that okay, his water infusion and his water abilities. Again, he, it's very limited because, yeah, we're gonna get that five star dragoon ability, but other than that, the only real thing he can get is his uh is three star black magic, which you're probably not gonna use him really as a dedicated mage, and then I think his burst does water damage, but yeah, yeah, his main problem is they're just not giving him enough abilities to use the elements that they're pigeonholing him with. Oh, yes. And also, as of this this recording, he does not have a full level dive.
1: Yeah, it's so. stuck to his four.
0: Well, next we're going to talk about two characters that we were kind of arguing about which one, if one of them should be on the list but the other shouldn't. And they're both fairly similar, and that is the Master from Final Fantasy One and Sabin from Final Fantasy Six. Now, again, this is where I want to stress, we're talking about characters as they were interpreted for Record Keeper. Sabin is one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters, and he can actually be very useful in Final Fantasy VI. Now, the reason these two characters get put on the list, and why we're kind of lumping them together, is because both of them have very limited weapons and armor. They can use daggers and fists. And then, as far as armor... Both get hats, bracers, and light armor. Sabin gets a little bit better because he can use shields. And this is why we kind of put him at the same level. Because Sabin gets pigeonholed primarily as a fire user. When you start to level dive him, he gets a bonus to using fire abilities and double cast fire, where the master is more of a a generalist monk. uh, Similar to... Uh, Yang from Final Fantasy 4.
1: Gets a generic monk double cast.
0: Yeah, so that gives him a little bit more versatility where Sabin you pretty much have to use him as if you want to make use of that double cast and his damage bonuses you pretty much have to use him as a fire user. Well, next is another character from 6, Gao. And again, as a character I kind of like him. He has a few funny moments in 6. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I do say that probably one of his best moments is when he, I guess, finds his father.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that Dina gives him a wardrobe record.
1: Tuxedo gal.
0: Yeah, tuxedo gal. But I, I, I love the scene where he meets up with Sabin and cyan, They start, uh, he starts uh, wrestling around with Sabin. And they start bouncing around and he's like, you know, you good dance partner and... So, yeah, he's he's a good character in six. But his main problem in Record Keeper, again, limited armor and weapons. He gets dagger, he gets fists, light armor, bracers, and I think hat. Yeah, he gets hats. Yeah. Skills, he only gets combat and celerity.
1: But the thing is, is that if you fully level dive him, he can double cast both of those.
0: Okay, so maybe that's a little, that can make him a bit more useful Part of the problem with his Soul Breaks, though, is at least the ones I've seen, they put you in a rage mode, which means you can't control him. And again, while that is true to how the character worked in the original game, I don't think it quite... It doesn't really come off as well in Record Keeper. Next, we have another character from Final Fantasy VI. And again, this is a character that in the original game is actually can be actually quite useful. It's just, they didn't quite translate him very well into Record Keeper, and that is Mog. Now, what is your biggest problem with Mog, and why you think he's, he's on this list? They didn't even know what to do with him. Yeah, that's one of the things we talked about, is his role is listed as Healing Magic, but he doesn't get 5-star White Magic. Uh, he gets 4-star White, three-star black. For some reason, he starts off with two-star Dragoon, and then he gets uh, five-star Dancer.
1: And then he gets five-star Dragoon through a level dive instead of five-star white.
0: Yeah, and that's what doesn't really make much sense, and that's what we were saying what one of the problems with the the character is. It's almost like they didn't know what they wanted to do with him. Because the thing is, he's not quite as good as a healer as Realm is. And he can't compete with the other Dragoons, even when you get him the five-star. I don't think they've given him an elemental infusion yet. So, he's pretty much more of a supporting character.
1: Yeah, you're sort of stuck to using him as... Is weaker white magic dancer or a dancing dragoon, but Freya can already cover that role
0: yeah, and I think Freya does a little bit better job at that because she has better equipment usage. she gets I know she gets heavy armor and I think she gets i know she gets helms I'm pretty sure she gets helms, but yeah I Freya's a little bit better as a supporting dancer, I think it would have been better if they maybe gave him four or five star support instead of the dragoon. But, yeah, he's, again, it's not that he's a bad character. It's just, it seems like they really didn't know what they wanted to do with him. Well, next is Tella. Oh, boy. Tella. Tell us about Tella.
1: Okay, so Tella is a pretty okay character when you first look at him. He has a... He, uh, he he starts off with 5-star black and can also get 5-star white through level dive. But once you start getting into his soul breaks, yeah, he slowly loses his value.
0: Yeah, because first, and also when you fully level dive him, his materia isn't really that great. Uh, at least I don't think it's that anything to really write home about. But let's look at some of his soul breaks.
1: So one of his uniques heavily damages him. His super dooms him, and his ultra kills him. Honestly, the, he sounds like he should also be able to get five star darkness.
0: <laughs> yeah, and okay, I get where they were going with that, and I think that Joseph from two also has a soul break that either kills him or or or, or hurts him. I know his his uh fully dive materia. Dooms him when you get low on hit points.
1: But it AOE restores the party and I think also increases their attack. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I think it just restores HP to the party and I think it might give them last stand. You, you might have to look that up because you I'll got your phone with look you. look up. But again, I get where they're going with this. Yes, in Final Fantasy 4 and in Final Fantasy 2 in Joseph Case, yes, they do die as part of the story that doesn't mean that you have to carry that over into the, the the mobile game. So that's why I think he should be on this list because he's, again, he's like one of those characters that the game is almost forgotten. Now, I can see how his Ultra might be useful in some situations. Because I know it gives him a double cast for Black. And I think it infuses him with Earth. And then when the the Soul Break mode that he enters ends, it does massive damage that can break the damage cap. So in some situations, that might be useful. But again, unless you have his Ultra, not really very worthwhile character. Also, Joseph's
1: um, uh, Revival Materia, I like to call it, it grand Last Stand.
0: Yes, so that can be... That's, that's why he's not on this list. Plus, uh, he actually gets a little bit better weapon ability that... Weapon than usage than monks. monks do, yeah. Because I know we, we're we talking a lot about monks because they are usually either pigeonholed into fire or earth. Except for Raging gets lightning and Umaro gets ice. Snow also gets ice. But... Yeah, I mean, they, they usually don't give monks very good uh, weapon usage and they, they usually don't... Well, I shouldn't say they don't give them good armor usage because snow and i know that snow and raging can both use heavy armor and i think i'm pretty sure that raging can use heavy heavy armor i know snow can and i think that there's another monk character that can but anyways moving on next we have another character that has long been considered one of the whipping boys of the final fantasy record keeper community and that is Rickard from Final Fantasy II.
1: Or Richard, if you like that pronunciation.
0: Yeah, I think it's spelled R I C A R D, so Rickard, but or Richard, but yeah, Richard's easier to say. Again, he's one of those characters that he's very limited in use. Uh he gets four star combat, five star dragoon, and for some reason two star black.
1: And four star knight if you dive him.
0: Yeah. But again, with 4 Star Knight, really the only ability that you usually use in that is Banishing Strike. But, again, his Soul Breaks usually aren't anything to write home about. So I think that's one of the reasons people don't like him. But, yeah, he's pretty much just a Dragoon. So if you're fighting an enemy that is resistant to, immune to, or absorbs traditional Dragoon elements like Wind or Lightning... It, it pretty much limits him you can't even fall back on five star combat abilities because he only gets up to 4
1: which locks him into only life siphon
0: yeah pretty much life siphon is the only one you're probably going to use when you get later in the game and i mean i think one of i think his burst does wind and non elemental so it's not a total loss but the the problem is there are better dragoons than rickard
1: yeah, that's just sort of the the way the 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 jump lands.
0: Okay, we can see it's that's the way the dragoon lands, I guess, but <laughs> well, next is Strago. Now, if you put some motes behind him, he's not as bad because he can get four-star white, he can get five-star black. Uh, I, does he get four or five star for summoning?
1: Um, he, I think he starts off as with, let me quickly check, for, he does, he starts off with 4-star summoning and 3-star white and gets 5-star black.
0: Okay, so he does get 5-star black right away.
1: And you can also dive him to get 5-star summoning and 4-star white.
0: Okay. Which, now the reason that I, th- I would put him on this list, he's not quite as good a healer as Mog or Realm is. And Kefka has a little bit better magic, but if you don't have a decent soul break for him, he has the most useless default soul break in the game.
1: It it dooms the enemy with a count of 60, which, if you went by real time, that's a minute.
0: Yeah, because there's this website I talk about occasionally called the list, Grand List of Video Role-Playing Game Clichés, uh, I definitely recommend looking it up if you have a chance. But one of the things they have on this list is the Law of Spell Equilibrium, which goes, you will acquire useful-sounding spells like Silence, Paralyze, and Instant Death. You will never use them because, one, most normal hit enemies can be killed with a few hits from a weapon, which makes fancy attacks unnecessary. two, Such spells usually don't work on bosses and stronger-than-average enemies. And three, when you do use them, most of the time they don't work anyway. And then that's followed by the inverse law of spell equilibrium. However, whenever an enemy uses Paralyzed, Silence, or Instant Death on you, it works 100% of the time. But, I mean, that aside, that's part of the problem is, yeah, with his default soul break, it's not going to work on tough enemies or bosses. And if you use it on a regular enemy, yeah, if you've got a full party of characters, chances are you can easily defeat it well before that, that doom count reaches zero.
1: Like it maybe could have been better if it made like if it started the doom count at 15, then it could have been a little bit more useful
0: i don't know cuz still uh when you start getting to the higher higher levels of the game even if like I said unless it like gives him like a 3 second doom count you're probably going to kill them with the rest of the party before that doom count reaches 0 well next is kate sith from 7 he's listed as a master of magic but he only gets 4 star white and summon And then he gets barred in dancing. So he's really more of a supporter. And he's really only useful if you're using him against multiple enemies. Now, what does he get with level diving?
1: Okay, so if you decide to level dive Kate Sith, he he has a chance to AoE heal the party, area of effect, heal the party with Dancer. Which is actually pretty good. Maw gets a similar thing too. But the problem is is that he also has a pretty useless default that only can deal up to like 600 damage at most.
0: Yeah, his default is almost useless because it deals one of six fixed amounts of damage. I'm not sure if 600 is the max, but yeah, it's still it's not very useful. I mean I think it would have been more useful if they made his default like similar to a dance ability, like maybe lower the attack or magic or defense of all enemies a little bit. That would have been much more useful.
1: Yeah. As it, honestly the problem is with Kate Sith is that unless you have some soul breaks for him, he's pretty uh meh. Like for example, oh like for I don't wanna brag, but Kate Sith is actually has some pretty nice soul breaks. Like one of them, like D does a quad break and grants Krantz pro shell haste, haste Daga, And also another one on his useful for breaking stats and boosting your party's physical stats with crits.
0: Yeah, I think generally the only time I use Kate Sith is a part of a realm synergy team. And if I'm fighting against. In either one enemy that has multiple parts or multiple enemies. Because, again, when you get his summons and his dancer abilities, they can still be worthwhile. But, like I said, outside of Realm Synergy teams, I generally don't use him. Well, the next two characters, again, we kind of lump together because in some ways they're fairly similar to each other in that they have a similar uh, weakness. Edward from 4, and Gordon from 2. Both are listed as physical support, though they're fairly limited with their physical stats. Now, Edward, he does get a decent burst soul break. It raises the attack of the party and imperils the enemies against Holy. So it can be useful against a holy, uh, an enemy that's weak against Holy attacks. No, I think you also have his ultra, which is. Um, no, what... I
1: just I don't have his ul his ultra. I only have his super and chain and burst. His super is just a slightly weaker version of his ultra, which in turn his ultra is just uh, in which is just a weaker version of his ultra, and his ultra is just a weaker version of of Onion Knight's sage um, sage boost that. That first, it doesn't. It only has two turns of extra of reduced casting time and doesn't put you into a special mode. And his chain boosts magic in mind. So honestly, if you want to get the most use out of him, he's sort of stuck to magic and magic holy teams. Of course, you could use him for physical,
0: but his burst, it saps him. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And even if you t- if you take away their soul breaks... Yeah, they're they're of limited usefulness, at least in my opinion. I would say that Gordon is maybe a little bit more useful because I think he can get four star white, so at least that gives him the ability to do like a pro a protecta or a shellga. Pro shell, yeah, pro shell. But yeah, other than that, they're not the best supporters out there. Generally, you don't use them. I don't use them very often. Sometimes I might use them for as a battery. But even in that role, they're not. There are characters that are better batteries. Well, the final character on this list is Rufus from Final Fantasy VII. Now, I think his biggest problem is to,
1: he was forgotten.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he has anything past a burst right now, but he has limited weapons. He can only use daggers and guns. He the only thing he really has going for him are darkness and sharp sharpshooter abilities. But, I, and again, as at the time of recording this, he doesn't have an ultra, doesn't have an over strike or an arcane uh, over-strike.
1: Or an awakening.
0: Yeah. So, also, I, I know his super soul break, it does, even though it affects all enemies, it does more damage against fewer enemies.
1: That's but, the same for his burst, as if you get his super, you just have a weaker... His super is just a weaker version of his burst.
0: Yeah, and the other problem is there are better dark users. I suppose... Well, I don't know if I would say he could really pass off as much of a sharpshooter. Because sharpshooters, their primary elements are... Water,
1: ice, and fire.
0: Yeah. So, because of that... And he doesn't... I know he doesn't have an infusion for those elements. He does have an infusion for darkness which is why he can certainly be as effective as a Dark user. It's just there's other better Dark users out there, like Setheroth or Jack, um, yeah, Or Landu. Yeah, or Galbanth. I think that's his name from Final Fantasy XII, Galbanth. Yeah. So, well, those are our picks for the worst characters in Record Keeper. And again, just to reiterate, we're focusing on characters where... If you don't really have any up-to-date soul breaks for them, this is why they're on that list. Because, again, some of these characters can be useful in certain circumstances, but generally you need soul breaks to make them worthwhile. Uh, Again, just to go back to Kimari, if you don't have a soul break for him, he's very limited as far as his usefulness. Well, that's all we have to say about this topic for now. So we'd like to thank you for listening and... Have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming. Check out the guys over at Eclectic Media Project. They bring you podcasts such as Musically Challenged. Whose podcast is it anyway? Want to hear something interesting? And their newest podcast, page 3.14 news. Check them out on Podbean and iTunes at Eclectic Media Project, on their website at www.eclecticmediaproject.com. Check them out as they are the home with a little something for almost everyone. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POIGamestudio.